Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, April 12th, 2019. We're back for another episode. And as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. You go get your drink on. I'm going to do some birthdays before we get into what's been happening this week. We got ourselves a doozy this week. All right, happy birthday to Hound Dog Taylor, Charles Napier, Herbie Hancock, Ed O'Neill, David Letterman, Tom Clancy, David Cassidy, and Claire Danes. Also on this date in 1954, Bill Haley and the Comets recorded Rock Around the Clock. So that's going to be today's song of the day. All right, as I do every week, a couple of quick reminders for those of you who are finding me for the first time. Uh, This podcast is not recorded in a studio. It's not edited and mixed. You will hear background noises. You will hear my dogs bark. You will hear somebody knock on the door. It is meant to be that way. This is a cheap production. We're just having fun here. It's meant to be two people sitting on the deck talking, shooting the shit. So ignore the background noises. Second thing is, I have an intro song at the beginning of every episode. I have a song that takes us into the daily birthdays. I have a song at the end of the episode. You can't hear that music unless you're listening on an Anchor platform. I know most of you, I can tell by the analytics, are listening to me on Apple Podcasts, and I get that. Anchor is also free. It's a free app for your smartphone, or you can log into their website at anchor.fm, find my show, The Tom Powell Jr. Show. You get the full episode. I have to buy the rights to those songs in order to push that music to Apple. And I'm not doing that. So go listen on Anchor if you can. And last but not least, as I say every week, if you can, swing by the website TomPowellJr.com. That's TomPowellJr.com where you can find my first book, A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead, available in paperback, and uh, ebook formats. And I do appreciate everybody that's already purchased the book. If you have purchased the book, go to Amazon, leave a review, an honest review. I'm not asking for a good or a bad review. I'm asking for an honest review. Tell your friends about the book. Buy it as gifts. Spread the word. I'm currently working on book number two. Hopefully you buy that one as well. Today is National Colorado Day, National Licorice Day, and National Grilled Cheese Day, so celebrate accordingly. And before we get into what's been going on this week, I wanted to say thank you to everybody that's been, all the the new people that have found me on social media and Facebook. It's a slow but sure build. The audience is slowly but surely building. And uh, for those of you that are finding me and that, that, that follow me on Facebook that have been enjoying the content, just understand what it is. It is, an, it is a vehicle through which I can promote this podcast and sell my book, but also a vehicle in which I can just dump out all the weird stuff that I come across throughout the course of a day. And there's just a lot of weird stuff out there on the interwebs. And so it's just an outlet for that. We keep the politics out of it. We keep the religion out of it. We just have a good time and we laugh. So if you're following me on the Facebook page, invite your friends to follow. We're we're a little over 600. Let's get up over 1,000. We get to 1,000. Let's get up over five. Let's expand the audience as much as possible. I thank all you guys for following. All right. Enough of that bullshit. What's been going on this week? Well, let me start with Exhibit A as to why I live where the air hurts my face for four months out of the year. That's always a topic 
every winter here in the Chicagoland area. Why do I live where the air hurts my face? Well, let me tell you why I live where the air hurts my face. Example A, Exhibit A is Senta Evans of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, who told local authorities that she scans her yard. She's got a camera system in her backyard, and she scans her yard every morning before she lets her dogs out. And on the particular morning that she called the authorities, she found an eight-foot gator chilling at the bottom of her pool. And if that's not reason enough to live where the air hurts your face, I don't know what is. Because there is exactly zero chance that I'm going to walk out into the backyard and run across an eight-foot gator here in the Chicagoland area. Senta said to the uh, news agency that was interviewing her, we live on the edge of the Everglades, so anything's possible. You think? Yeah, you're encroaching on swampland. And then you build a body of water in the backyard of your home. Of course you're going to have gators. I'm just saying, we have coyotes here where I live in a town called Shanahan, Illinois. It is a wonderful small town, and I'm not being facetious when I say that. It is. It is a fantastic small town in the far southwest suburbs of Chicago. So you kind of get an idea geographically where I'm talking about. Southwest Chicago suburbs. We're out in farmland out here. We have coyotes. We have coyotes and we have hawks. If I hung a spit of meat in my backyard every day, I'd have coyotes. You dug, you built a body of water in what used to be a body of water that alligators lived in. Of course you're going to have alligators. Stop encroaching on swampland. And that, like I said, is why I live where the air hurts my face. Proudly live where the air hurts my face. If I'm being honest, it's only one reason why I live where the air hurts my face. Uh, I, I, I do like the South. There are aspects of the South that I enjoy. I have family from the South. I lived in the South a little bit. Not the Deep South. I've traveled through the Deep South. Florida, Southern Alabama, the Gulf Shores, Texas, all of that, whatnot, what have you. Uh, but you know what? The South really does take crazy to a whole new level. I, I get it. There are, there's crazy everywhere, but then there's Southern crazy. And Southern crazy, ladies and gentlemen, just cannot be beat. Let me give you an example of that. Sally Shelby, 45, of Crossville, Tennessee. Looks like Tennessee is going to give Florida a run for their crazy money this week. She stole an electric scooter from Walmart and was pulled over by the cops on the highway driving the scooter down the road on her way to the Waffle House to get a cup of joe. Now, she did shop at the Walmart first, so she used the scooter to shop at the Walmart. She got all of her stuff, she paid, she had her bags in the basket of the front of the scooter, and then she just left the parking lot with the scooter, hit the highway, and started heading down to the old Waffle House. And ladies and gentlemen, if that's not a, 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 a Florida story, a Southern story, I don't know what is. Granted, this one happened in Tennessee. Had I said that on any other podcast, you would have went, he's talking about Florida again. Nope, Florida, you get a break this week. Tennessee wins the title this week. Who the hell steals a scooter from a Walmart? And that is a southern thing. And then takes it to the Waffle House. Which is, by the by, the most southern thing you can ever find in this country. is a Waffle House. 
if you've read my book or if you know me personally and heard me tell the stories, uh, my buddy Jimmy and I, uh, for a brief period of time, one winter in between landscape seasons, we were traveling and we, we headed over to uh, 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 North Carolina, spent a few days, and then we headed down the East Coast. Uh, we hit Jacksonville, where the comps, cops promptly uh, shagged us out of, uh, out of the beach where we were sleeping. Uh, had, we headed over to Orlando, uh, where I got a, a ticket for blowing a red light in a matter of about five seconds. And I was like, all right, we're done with Florida. So we headed right to the panhandle and started heading our ass due west so that we could get out of Florida. And uh, a few miles outside of Jacksonville, the car broke down, and so we started hitching. And we were like, the hell with this, we're just going to hitch back up north. And so on our way hitching back north, a group of guys in a van pulling a car trailer stopped. It was about three guys in a, in a panel van. Uh, they stopped because they saw my Grateful Dead hat, and they said that, they, they've come to learn that anybody who's hitchhiking along the side of the road with a steely on their hat is bound to have some weed. They were correct. So they picked us up and, and gave us a ride. And I saw one of the most southern things that I have ever seen in my entire life occur. And it, I'll never forget the image. And it was us cruising through a Waffle House parking lot in the middle of the night seeing a group of girls and having the driver of this van lean out the window and go, hey, baby, you want to drink some beer and have some sex? Now, that's, come on, that's the pickup line of pickup lines right there, is it not? That, it just, Waffle House is just Southern. You throw in a Walmart scooter and a woman that was arrested driving down the road of the, driving down the highway in said stolen Walmart scooter, <clears throat> on our way to a Waffle House, and you have got the most Southern story you will ever hear. Thank you so much, Sal Sally Shelby. You have got to go. You got to go look up the mugshot, guys. It's just great. Sally Shelby riding the stolen Walmart scooter down the, to the Waffle House, and then Gators in the pool. Just God damn, you got to love the South. You just gotta love the South. And with all this southern talk and gators and Walmarts and, and, and Waffle Houses, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that WrestleMania was last week. Uh, not a wrestling fan anymore. Full disclosure, I was a huge wrestling fan. I attended the event in which um, Andre the Giant beat Hulk Hogan for the, the world championship belt and then sold it to Ted DiBiase in the ring. I was there live. But uh, at some point in time, it, the realization has got to set in that wrestling is fake, guys. Now, I'm hoping all of the people that I personally know that went and watched WrestleMania and are into wrestling, I hope you guys all know that it's fake and you just accept the fact that it's fake. I hope none of you actually still think that that shit is real. But WrestleMania was last week. Uh, you guys want to watch the fake shit, watch the fake shit. But uh, I thought I would mention it since I was on a southern role. I will tell you, however, a sporting event that is not fake is college gymnastics. And something that is definitely not fake is the injury that happened to the Auburn gymnastics player that everybody saw or at least heard about if you've been avoiding seeing 
the pictures and the videos of it. And I got to tell you, I've seen a lot of bad sports injuries. I've seen Joe Theismann get his leg snapped in two while getting sacked by Lawrence Taylor, ending his career. I've seen the Louisville player, the bone coming out of the shin. I mean, you watch enough football, you're going to see a million uh, shins that get bent 90 degrees in the wrong way. And this one was an interesting one because of all of the really bad sports injuries that I've seen in my life. And like I said, there's been, there have been some bad ones. You guys know some of the ones I'm talking about. With all of them, I don't think I've ever... I've, I, I went back and I was watching videos on YouTube. I don't think I've ever seen one where both legs blew out simultaneously in the same spot. Which is what happened to that Auburn player. That was one of the most brutal injuries I've ever seen in my life. There's no wonder that she announced her retirement from... I, I feel horrible for that. I've never seen two legs go simultaneously in the same spot. So, uh, to that gymnast, wow, sorry you had to suffer that. Uh, it, is a, it, it is an event that will live in viral infamy forever, uh, but... I'm hoping that you, I, I read an article just last night that your hope is that you can actually get to the point where you can just walk down the aisle. And man, do I hope you get there because that, that sucks. Uh, everybody's rooting for you in this house. Damn. Damn. You know, my daughters play softball. And I've seen, the, the worst that we've seen in that realm is somebody taking either like a pitch to the head or a line, a line drive back to the pitcher and taking her off of her feet. Nothing really major it, it happens in softball like what, what happened to this girl at Auburn. That was just absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> My wife won't even look at the, 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 the film. She won't watch injuries like that. And I'm, I keep trying to show her. My, my daughter Magnolia and I made our daughter Lily watch it. And she gave the comment <laughs> response. Uh, but... My wife won't even watch the video, but somebody posted a still photograph of the moment her, her legs went and put it on their feed. And as my wife was scrolling through Facebook one day, you know, was forced to see the picture and was like, God damn. Yeah, so watch that video with caution if you have a weak stomach. And since I really have absolutely zero way of transitioning out of a story in which a woman tragically blows both of her legs out, there's just no way to transition out of that. I'm not even going to try. Okay, I'm just going to move on to the next story and start getting into the weird shit of the week. And the first weird story is an article in which Professor Claire Collins says that holding in your farts can cause uh, an issue called abdominal distension, which causes the gas to be absorbed by the body and then later released through your breath. She's proven that there is literally something called shit breath. Now, the same study also showed that the average person farts eight times a day. And I have to tell you, uh, I'm finally above average. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, apparently, if, uh, if you hold in your farts, if you don't just let it go, your body can absorb that, that gas and release it through your breath. That is, folks, for the love of everything that is decent in the world, just let it rip, okay? I would rather you, you drop some wolf bait 
on aisle three, you know, you, you float an air biscuit in the dairy section and I have to walk through that one brief moment than have a conversation in, with you in which shit breath is predominant. And you know what? Not having brushed your teeth is one thing. You know, it's been a minute. I had a couple of meals. You know, so you got a day's worth of breath that you got to deal with. Shit breath is something entirely different, folks. Let your farts go. Be humane about it. Let it go. Let it fly. All of them. The little silent ones. You know, those little things. The full-blown ass rippers. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I, personally, I'm I'm about to be 47 years old, and I'm beginning to get the first stages of the walk-in farts. So that's going to be fun for the next however many years I actually manage to stay alive. <clears throat> 47, I got the walk-in farts. Eh, what are you going to do? But since we're on kind of a medical topic, I wanted to talk about a new invention that the Chinese have come up with, because it kind of falls into the whole medical theme. And it's a uh, it's an automatic sperm extractor for people for men who are reluctant to masturbate at the hospital when giving sperm, whether it be in donation form or uh, you and your wife are trying to get pregnant through alternative means. Uh, it's an upright machine that has a hole in the front of it that has a soft uh, insert in that hole. So it's, a, it's an open hole in the actual plastic, and then inside the hole there's a soft insert in which you insert your penis, and then that soft insert mechanically and gently glides back and forth until you spew forth your, your man yogurt, your, your mogurt, and then it collects it inside there. Now, that gives whole new meaning to the term, if you build it, they will come. A whole new meaning to the term. Okay? Uh, that's an automatic system, an, an automated machine jerking you off. You better have faith in the engineer's ability to have gotten that thing down pat. And granted, we have gotten some really cool stuff from technology. But are you stepping up and inserting your tally whacker? You putting Pedro in there? I'm just saying, uh, it's kind of like the laser eye surgery. I want to see 10, 15 years worth of good, solid casework and study done before... You know, I want to insert my penis into a damn thing. And does everything need to be hooked up to technology? Alexa, make me come. I mean, some things are better left done to yourself. I'm, I'm just saying. Just, just saying. Technology can be amazing, but can also be scary at times. It can be frustrating. So don't go sticking your wiener in things. Example of frustrating technology. Uh, there's a guy named Evan Osnos. He's a staff writer for the New Yorker magazine. If you go follow his Twitter account, he tweeted out a plea for help this week, and an image was a, scr- a picture of his iPad. His three-year-old son had repeatedly tried to get into his iPad and couldn't unlock it the right way uh, while Dad wasn't watching. 
and uh, it's, it seems to be locked for a, a long time. Uh, he tweeted out a, a, an image of the message that the iPad was giving him that said, and I quote, try again in 22,536,442 minutes. Folks, that's more than 48 years. His iPad can be unlocked in the year 2067. I don't know what the hell that kid did to that iPad. I've had my iPad locked. I've had my phone locked. I've had kids lock shit. But not for 48 years. Apple, step up to the plate and go help this guy out. Unlock that damn iPad and figure out what the hell went wrong there because that is a, that is a glitch, my friend. But it's a shining example of how technology can be frustrating at times and not work. So maybe don't stick your... You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Don't put Percy in the playpen if the playpen is automated, okay? Just saying. Now, somebody that needs to have their iPad locked, somebody that needs to get off the internet, is uh, the guy in our next story. 37-year-old guy, his name is Kaz, K-A-Z, James. This guy works as a store manager in Manchester, United Kingdom, seems like an otherwise normal guy, goes about his normal daily life, but at night he puts on a full-body dog suit and lives as a dog, including eating his food and drinking his water from a bowl. It's something called puppy play. Uh, now, to me, it's, it's called insane, not puppy play, but that's, that's what it's called. It's called puppy play. And there are actually, uh, actual puppy play relationships in which there's a handler and a dog where the handler actually treats the, the, the person like a dog. Now, Kaz doesn't have a handler. He just lives as a dog outside of work. Now, he says as a kid, he always felt like he was a dog, even going so far as grabbing his friend's collars by his teeth and licking their faces. So my first question is, before Kaz ever was allowed to grow up and be this weird-ass individual that we're talking about today, why wasn't this son put on a watch list if he was chewing on his friends' collars and licking their faces in school? How many of you would have your friends act like a dog like that to you and not be like, the fuck away from me, you weird motherfucker? I'm, just, I'm being honest with you. Why wasn't this son of a bitch on a watch list? He says it wasn't until he got on the internet that he discovered that there were people like him. And see, right there, it's always the fucking internet, right? It's always the fucking internet. He says that he talks, he barks in public. He get, people give him weird looks. He even brings his food and water dishes over to his friend's house when they're having a party or invite him over for something. And I'm telling you, I hate to keep going back to it, but Sebastian Maniscalco nailed it. He did a bit. You have to go look up the bit. He did a bit in one of his stand-up comedy specials in which he said, if, if you're like one of these people that like to dress up like a baby, 35 years ago, nobody knew that shit because you did that shit in the privacy of your own home. But with the advent, you know, the, the onslaught of the internet, now all you got to do is throw it up in the Google, like Sebastian said, I like to dress like a baby. And next thing you know, there's 847 of these guys at the Hilton all dressed like a baby. Here we go. Puppy play. He eats his food out of a, out of a freaking dish on the floor. He takes his water dish to his buddy's house. No, you're not coming 
to my house with a fucking water dish. It's not happening. If you want to be weird and live like a dog, go do you. Go, it shouldn't be a law against it. Go do you. But you're not bringing that shit into my house. You're not bringing that into our realm. And if you say I can't be friends with you as a result, I got to be honest with you, I'm not going to lose any sleep. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and watch my friend on all fours drinking his beer out of a, a, a dog dish on my deck. No, no. Fucking internet brings out every loon you could possibly imagine. Puppy play. You weird motherfuckers. This guy says he owns multiple dog masks and multiple collars for any occasion. It sounds to me like you own multiple fetishes. That's all it is. He even goes so far as eating dog treats. No. Just, there's just some weird son of a bitches out there in the world. You know, and people wonder how we get stories like uh, I, somebody stole a scooter from Walmart and drove it down the highway on her way to the Waffle House. There are just some weird, weird, weird people in the world. And we have a front row seat to the freak show, ladies and gentlemen. It is awesome. George Carlin said, if you were lucky enough to be born on the planet Earth, you have a ticket to the freak show. And if you were lucky enough to be born in the United States, you have a front row seat. And God damn, if he isn't proven right on a week-to-week basis. Go back and listen to these episodes. It is like that on a week-to-week basis. It's weird-ass people like this is the reason that we have shit like what I talked about in another episode, which was people being influenced by just random fools on Instagram. Now, I bring that back up because this week it rears its head once again. We have a story about an Instagram influencer. Like I said, I spoke about this in a previous episode, and I asked anybody, why would you be influenced by anybody on Instagram? Half of these never-done-anything, no-talent hacks on Instagram, are you influenced by it? And somebody might come and say, well, you have an Instagram account and you're trying to build a following. You have a podcast and you're trying to build a following. And what have you done? Right. And I'm telling people, don't be influenced by me. If you like, if you have a kick out of hearing what I say, then listen to the show and have a kick. If you have a kick out of the stuff I post on social media, then follow me on social media and have a laugh. If you're influenced by me, stop. Stop being influenced by anybody on social media. Be influenced by people that actually did shit. But these are the pe- kind of people that are influencing you. This next story. This is the kind of idiotic behavior. There's a woman by the name of Jessie Taylor who's taken to her YouTube channel to tell the world about how ha- getting a 9-to-5 job just isn't, quote, isn't for her, unquote, after her Instagram account was deleted. Now, she said she doesn't know why or how it was deleted, but that she did get a lot of people that were reporting her posts. I don't even know what her posts were, that they were reportable. She said that she moved to L.A. to be famous, and she had built up 113,000 followers on Instagram. 113,000 people followed this idiot. Think about that. 113,000 people. A really, really good-sized town followed this idiot. 
She says she's, quote, nothing without her followers since her Instagram account has been deleted. I got newsflash for you, honey. If you're nothing without your followers, then you were never anything. You've always been nothing. That it's, it just blows my mind, the, the, the kind of weight people put into the social media bullshit. She says that the people that have been reporting her have, quote, ruined her life. This is an exact quote for her, from her. I've worked so fucking hard to get to where I am and have it taken away is the worst feeling, feeling in the world. Really? Really? She says she was a prostitute and she worked for McDonald's and she doesn't want to go back to that way of life. What some of you need to realize, this is a quote, what some of you need to realize is I have no skills. I'm $20,000 in debt from college, so I couldn't even go back to school if I wanted to. So how in the fuck, forget, let's put aside for a moment that the fact that you have no skills is not anybody's problem but your own at this point in time, okay? Let's put that aside for a moment. Let's talk about the influencer part of this thing. The part that I was talking about in the last episode, or a previous episode, and what I'm going to touch on again here today. When I ask you why you're being influenced by anybody on Instagram, so you have 113,000 followers that are following you because you're posting pictures of yourself at the beach and of doing things and of, 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 of food and stuff like that. And I understand that. Now, people actually pay. So, like, I can pay somebody to take my post about my, my podcast and push it on their platform, and I can pay for that. And, and maybe have my, more exposure. I choose not to do that because I think it's bullshit. If I'm going to build a following, it's going to be organic. So she builds a following, 113,000 people. But based on what? She was a prostitute and worked at McDonald's. She moves to L.A. to become famous, starts an Instagram account, and develops 113,000 people that just follow everything she does. Why? Who is she? What has she done to influence you? Because she eats out and takes pictures of her food? Because she takes pictures of herself in a bikini at the beach? Why are you influenced by anybody like that? I hope to God you are never influenced by me. I I would be mortified if you were. If you have fun listening to the stuff I say or the stuff I, seeing the stuff I post or reading what I write in books, great, awesome. Don't be influenced by me. Don't be influenced by anybody on social media, especially not idiots like this who is now pissing and moaning and crying in her cereal that she has to go get a real job and that's hard because she doesn't have any skills because now she's lost her followers and so she can't get paid to talk about bullshit on social media all day. Welcome to real life, sweetheart. Welcome to reality. My daughter is going to be 18 in May. She has worked solid for the last two years for the things that she wanted. She says that uh, uh, people need to stop reporting her because she doesn't want to become a street prostitute on meth. Then go back and get another job at McDonald's. Get two jobs. Get three jobs. Work Wendy's at night. Do something to put money in your pocket. 
The video has been seen 184,000 times. This, new, this video of her pitching and moaning, 184,000 times. It's had 363 likes, but 4,200 dislikes. I got news for you, Jesse. Nobody gives a fuck that you're pissing and moaning, that you were getting paid to do nothing that was taken away from you, and now you have to earn a living. Fuck you. Grow up. Welcome to reality, sweetie. See, I started talking about the Instagram influencers when the whole college admission scandal began to break because Lori Laughlin's daughter is considered an Instagram influencer, and Lori Laughlin's daughter has done absolutely nothing other than being born to Lori Laughlin. She couldn't even get into college on her own and had to have her famous mommy pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get her into school. And then when she got into school, she posted on her Instagram account about how she doesn't even like going to class and doesn't, isn't going to be going to class because she doesn't even really care about school. It's just something that she can add to her Instagram bullshit so that she can continue to build a following, so that she can continue to build a brand. Okay, people like Lori Laughlin's daughter and this woman, Jessie, who is pissing and moaning about losing her Instagram account, listen to me very carefully, people. They are useless. They produce nothing. They provide zero to society. They are takers. They are leechers. They are nothing. Stop being influenced by nothing. Just stop. It is the problem. Social media is such a great thing. It has done so many good things. But it is the one big, big, big problem is the, the fact that idiots can become famous for doing nothing. It, it, it's, it's despicable how we put people who do nothing, who contribute nothing to society on a pedestal and worship them. We just, just stop. It's moronic. And Jesse, get a fucking job. Stop crying. Get a job and figure it out. That's it. Figure it out. I was a high school dropout that spent four years living on the road in a tent. I still managed to have a, get a job, learn a skill, have a career out of it, and own my own business. So shut up. Quit bitching. Go pick up a shovel and dig a ditch. Do something. I'm glad you don't have 113,000 followers anymore. It was a mor moronic that you ever did. So please, America, stop making stupid people famous. Stop following the, the, the soft-headed among us, the people that don't offer anything, that are famous for being famous. The Kardashians, the Paris Hiltons, the, all of them. Stop it, please, for the love of Pete, okay? And Florida, step up your game. It's shameful that Tennessee has taken your spot this week for the most southern fucked up story of the week. Get it back. And to that girl at Auburn, God damn, I hope, you'll, I hope those legs heal. I truly do. That's all I got for you guys this week. Next week, episode is going to be uh, uh, on April 19th. So next week is going to be our annual Happy 420 Day episode. So tune in next week for the 420 episode. Until then, as always, stay grateful. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.